Luke Walton Talks Lakers is presented by Big Baller Brand. LeVar spoke Lonzo to the Lakers into existence, and now we're speaking this sponsorship into existence. Big Baller Brand, stay in your lane. Big Baller Brands is not affiliated with Luke Walton Talks Lakers, nor is Luke Theodore Walton, head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, to be conflated with Luke Francis Walton, co-host of the show and member of the band Fond. This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilly, and joining us, as always, from our studio in Los Angeles, where we're currently out of coffee, and it's the morning. It's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What's up, Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> the addiction is real. Um, you I know wanna... what, man? Here's a little shot of caffeine for you. LeBron donned the purple and gold officially this week. That helps. How's that for a wake-up call? That helps. I think that will be enough to pull me through this tough time. <laughs> Uh, I want to thank all of our followers. Uh, we know that this is literally the slowest time of basketball. <laughs> like, this is the time of hoodie mellow and weird pickup game videos. Uh, but we want to check in quickly, talk about a few things that have piqued our interest on the internet, and, uh, and you know, keep the momentum going. Uh, because the Lakers, uh, they don't stop. It's not, it's not hibernation time right now. There's too much excitement. We're going from a team that literally won 17 wins a few seasons ago to a team with LeBron James. So there's stuff to talk about. Um, please subscribe to our pod because we're going to probably find more things to talk about during this dark time um, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, new Google Play podcast app, or uh, wherever you get your podcast. Um, if you're enjoying the pod, please share with your friends and please comment. Follow us on social media at www.lukewaltontalkslakers.com. And uh, we promise our... <laughs> I forgot about this. So our next episode, maybe we should just do that forever. Our next episode is going to be our mailbag pod. So please submit your questions by tweeting at me at Luke Walton Laker or commenting on our Instagram page at Luke Walton Talks Lakers with the hashtag Luke Walton Talks Lakers or by responding to our request for questions in our daily Instagram story, which I swear we're actually going to do. Uh, Yeah. We, we promise we care about this. We do. But we've gotten a few questions. Um, but We just keep forgetting that it's a thing we need to do. Right. Until, <laughs> until I'm literally on the podcast. It's like, oh, yeah, that was supposed oh, to be. Oh, that, that idea. Um, all right. So, like we said, it's kind of the dog days of, uh, of NBA season here. So, not a whole lot going on, but a few things we wanted to talk about. So, we're going to do an, a, a round of internet. <laughs> We're going to do a round of in or out. There's no coffee where I am either. Uh, but I didn't say quick round, so feel free to elaborate on this one. Cool. Okay, we're going to do a long form in or out here. Um, I thought about pulling some Drew League stats to try to give us some additional content, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought better of that idea. Um, all right, so first in or out, we're going to go through our, our, our newly minted jerseys. Uh, in or out, the icon jersey which is the 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 gold jersey um i think it's definitely better than last year's gold jersey um i haven't seen it in person though does it look gold yeah so i've only seen uh photos and stuff but i do think the color looks better yeah 
if you look at like the LeBron's Insta stories and stuff, yeah, it looks like more of a gold than a than a banana yellow. Yeah, it looks it looks like a NBA like top tier jersey now rather than I don't know the pennies that you would get in like some sort of rec league. So do you think that's what, what do you think do you think the issue last year was that they knew they were coming out with new jerseys this year so they just kind of half assed like mocking like making mock ups of the Adidas ones because that's basically what they did right they they replicated yeah. the old Adidas jerseys do you think Nike and the Lakers and everyone knew hey we've got these new ones coming in a year let's just kind of put something out there to get us through the season and then we'll launch the real ones that's also kind of what the roster was <laughs> <laughs> So maybe it was fitting. Yeah, I mean, tattered and tattered and falling apart. <laughs> yeah, it was it was less fitting last year than it was for the four years previous. But yeah, that that kind of sounds like what it was. Like I think that they've they've recognized that this is a process. Um, you know, taking over the jerseys from Adidas, who had had it for such a long time. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I think that this is finally like, okay, now this is a proper NBA Jersey. Yeah. So, uh, just, you know, all the jerseys are generally the same style. Mm -hmm. What's your take on sort of the hearkening back to, to showtime? Yeah. Um, really this is a throwback to the jerseys that the Lakers had through the, I think late, late sixties, seventies, eighties and up to 99, right? We're really actually like these jerseys are pretty similar to the ones we had kobe's rookie year yeah i i love the drop shadow i think that's really like cool and familiar um yeah so i i, I really appreciate the design on this uh, a lot more and uh yeah I, I it just it definitely feels more just legit and pulled together uh but i i do want to know what do you think about uh the the purple jerseys the statement jersey the statement jersey uh i i hate them <laughs> I hate them. So I I love the icon jersey. I'm super in on the 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 gold one. Yeah. I think it looks great. I think it's the best of the three that they've launched. Mm. I think that the statement, the purple jersey, is the dumbest. Like it's got this goofy black strip down the side. Yeah. And so the piping on the on like the the arms on the sleeves doesn't go all the way around. <laughs> it goes like to like the side of your chest and then the lines continue to go down. So n none of the other jerseys have lines down the sides, mm -hmm. but this one does like I, it, the yeah. inconsistency just blows my mind yeah. is what it just doesn't make sense. No, and I, I see. I personally, I think I would have gotten the statement purple Jersey were it not for that weird black. I 100% agree. I would have gone with a purple Jersey, but there's no way I'm buying this Jersey. No, me either. Do you, I mean, can they fix it before, not this season, but next season? Do you think, like, if yeah. if, if jersey sales are bad on the purple ones, yeah. do you think they'll relaunch it without this stupid black stripe? I think they would next year. I think they're going to be too proud to admit that it was a design Oh, this year, never this year. But, yeah, I, I, I think next year they take away that stupid. I mean, like, what 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 are they trying to, like, it's such a Nike move. Is it, like, because it's more breathable or... Like but then why having... didn't they do it for the other ones, right? Yeah, and they could have yeah. made it breathable fabric, but made it the same color as the rest of the jersey. It, Impossible. It literally boggles my mind why why they did this. I, the only thing I can think of is that last year they had no love for the purple jersey. Mm -hmm. Like the team barely wore purple last year. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It, it's our primary color. Mm -hmm. Or at least it was. Mm -hmm. um, 
and we we wore those jerseys. Uh, you know, we had really five jerseys, right? Because we had the we had purple, yellow, white. Then they added the Mamba jersey, and then we had the uh, the MPLS jersey. Yeah, right. So five jerseys. Um, I would say we probably wore the MPLS jersey more than the purple jersey. Yeah, that's weird. You but know, I, I think you're so. Right. Like the the purple jersey had way less than the twenty percent representation that it uh-huh. that it should have had. Yeah, um, which is a bummer because it's again it's our primary color. It's classic. Um. All right. So last one. Are you in or out on the association or the white uh, jersey? I think I'm in, but I've never been like so in on the white jerseys that I like necessarily want to own one. Um, mm. I, but it, it's weird because I liked the white jerseys as a Sunday thing, as yeah. like, or, or, or like, like I liked also how uh, the Christmas Day jerseys were generally some sort of variation on the white jersey. Um, that kind of stuff I'm into. Uh, yeah, so we uh, I was I was looking at some stuff last night. We we first uh, we first donned the white in two thousand two, so it's a pretty recent thing, um, which I think is maybe why you and I have the affinity for it that we do. Interesting, and, yeah. You know, because it, it's something in in our lifetime of fandom. Right. Um, I, I love the white jerseys. The white jerseys were always one of my favorites, and it was for the exactly the reason you said. It's because there was a little bit of scarcity, right? Right. It was only for Sunday home games. Yeah. But nothing was better than Sunday night, Lakers night. It's a home game. They've got the home whites on. I know. Or the Sunday whites on. It even had its own uh, theme song. Yeah. It, uh, the simplest theme song. Sunday night is Lakers, Lakers night. Lakers night. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, phone that one in. But it worked. I liked it. Oh, I hope the guy got paid for that. I'm um, sure he did. I'm sure he did. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually like, uh, I mean, these are... I definitely prefer these to the statement purple jersey, and yeah. I, if the if last year's percentages play out this year, we'll see more of it than the purple jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something weird to me about the the piping, about mm-hmm. the like the way they've done the stripes on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it is, but it they the, they seem a little too thin or something. Okay, yeah. Um, and I think that it ends up kind of just looking like a UCLA, like a white UCLA uh, jersey. Interesting. That's my own like my my only critiques of the yellow and the white jerseys are that the yellow jerseys kind of look like Michigan jerseys. They do. And the white jerseys kind of look like UCLA jerseys. I get that. I see it. I see it. And and the the, the sleeve holes seem like a little baggy. Now maybe that's because it's Ingram wearing the white jersey in huh. the modeling photos. Huh. I wish they were like a little tighter like they were in the 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 jerseys that like, you know, we had up until 99. And I mean, it's it's kind of weird because the Adidas ones, like, kind of make more sense to play basketball. I mean, the the Nike ones kind of make more sense to play basketball in because they actually feel like they're uh, like a a wicking kind of like you can sweat in it. And yeah, they're sweat. not like a weird satin like poly blend. Yeah, but the Adidas ones also seem like something that I was more comfortable just like going to somewhere or somewhere like this is also also like says something about myself somewhere like fairly <laughs> fancy <not laughs> and being like i'm wearing a nice jersey i paid 200 dollars i this. got my nice jersey yeah. this jersey costs more than your t-shirt yeah. i was in i was in vegas a couple years ago and uh friend of the pot alex manessis and i were in line for mm. to get into like some day club uh um I think actually, I think uh, Avicii R.I.P. was 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 playing that club mm-hmm. that day, which is why we were there. And typical Manessis is wearing a jersey, mm-hmm. and a 
uh, again, this is like a day club in Vegas, yeah. right? Like we're not going anywhere particularly fancy. Like pe- a lot of people in line are wearing tank tops or mm-hmm. mesh shirts. I think that was nice. a thing. Nice. Um, and someone comes up to him and says, "Like no jerseys allowed." <laughs> oh. Alex, Alex uh, believes that there might be a little bit of like uh, racial motivation there. Um, <laughs> yeah, because was... God knows the mesh isn't. <laughs> um, well, that might be trying to stereotype in a different way. But uh, yeah, man. So jerseys to fancy dinners, is that your thing? Not like fancy, fancy, but like you know that like that middle of the road, the pl- kind of place that you can wear jeans, but like nicer jeans. Na- name a place. Name a place. What's what type of restaurant are we talking? P.F. Chang's. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would fall under the broad umbrella. Yes. Uh, yeah. Any any sort of restaurant that you need a reservation for, but also is in close proximity to the mall. So we're literally talking about P.F. Chang's right now. I walked into a P.F. Chang's of flip-flops the other day in basketball shorts, and I felt pretty bad. Well, I was, like, picking up food I'd called in to order. Oh, that's not, that's not bad. But there were people there having, like, a, like real meaningful dinners, like <laughs> celebrating an accomplishment or whatever, and I rolled in looking like a slob, and I could tell they were not happy about it. Like, the employees didn't care, but the, the patrons were not appreciative of this. When, when you have a uh, accomplishment dinner at PF Chang's, do you think that after so like, hey dad, I came back, I got the job, you know what? I'm thinking Chang's. <laughs> that's what my that's that would be that would be my what my family would do, because like a, a, a like a like a like a birthday dinner when I was growing up uh-huh. was uh, we had a choice between Payway or Chili's. Chili's. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Payway is is like is like step down PF Chang's, like yeah. the same ownership group and everything. Mm-hmm. We'd usually choose Chili's and get like a big rack of ribs or something. Right. But so I guess if you know if I had done something and my parents had been like, "Ooh, this is deserving of some Chang's," that meant I did something really good because they're like, "We're gonna step it up from Payway." And you're like, "I'm gonna dust off my jersey." They're like, "We're gonna go to a place where you don't have to order at the counter." <laughs> Yeah, time to dust off the old jersey. <laughs> I have a I have a Kobe eight, like a nice Kobe eight from when Ooh. I from when I was a kid though. So it does oh. not fit. It's like you know you know how jerseys used to be super oversized. Mm-hmm. So I can still kind of put it on. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find any of the jerseys, so I wore it to a game once. And <laughs> Wait, did you have like a T-shirt under it? Yeah, I had a T-shirt oh, under. Okay. Okay. But I look completely insane, and uh, I won. I won a contest because somebody was like, it, it was like one of those like pre-show Staples Center things. And they're like, yeah, it's somebody with a Kobe eight. Like, I need somebody to like get a T-shirt. And I'm like, oh, thank God, I can change. <laughs> it probably fit like last year's Nike jerseys fit. Yeah, it was poorly. Like, uh, <laughs> like if we got like Big Baby on the team or something like that. <laughs> or the way that Dwight Howard used to get like jerseys that were a size or two too yeah. small so that yep. they'd be tight on him. Right. The swimsuit trick. <laughs> it's true. Well, the, the other thing was the those old jerseys, the at least not the Nike versions, but the Adidas versions, like the shoulder, like the 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 top of the jersey over the shoulder was like really wide. Yeah. 
which was very popular. Like, that's like the, if you see pictures of LeBron in high school when he played for, like, St. Vincent, St. Mary's, uh-huh. it's almost like they just, like, cut the sleeves off a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. It's kind of bizarre. So I think that this is more suiting of today's aesthetic, right? A little, yeah. Yeah. A little more cut down, a little more minimalist. I agree. Uh, what about the shorts? Are there going to be throwback shorts days? Um, well, the, the, I mean, I wish that we would have worn the Lakers over the crotch shorts. (laughs) LeBron summer league special. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Um, the shorts are super normal. Like they, they, they did find a fine job with the shorts. They don't have any weird black stripes or anything. They're just shorts. Although they have like a weird triangle notch. Really along do. the bottom hem. I didn't notice that. It's a little a little goofy. Um but nah the shorts are the shorts are fine. I'm I'm a little curious uh what other jerseys we're gonna get. Like are we gonna have a th- another throwback uh-huh. this year? Uh-huh. Are we gonna get one of our, our previous jerseys? And we still have to do our uh you know, like our I forget what Nike calls them, but the the special jersey that the Lakers have chosen to um, used to represent and honor former players. Yes. So I think the assumption has always been that this would be the Magic Johnson jersey this year, mm-hmm. especially if LeBron comes. Mm-hmm. But given that we've kind of thrown, thrown the jerseys back to the Showtime era, yeah. I'm wondering if maybe we do something a little different and go way back, right, and do like a... Like a Jerry West? A Jerry West or like a Mike Inn, yeah, right, okay. or one of those. There's some jerseys that have like some stars on them, which are kind of cool. Mm. Some old white and blue ones. There's also the old, like, cursive Los Angeles yeah, yeah. jerseys. I think it'd be funny to, to do a, a Jerry West jersey and honor him mm-hmm. while he's, a like, an executive for the Clippers. Yeah. Just parade him around as much as we can and just remind the Clippers that he made it as a Laker. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, he, and he got brought us championships as a member of the front office as well as a player, so... I think that would be pretty funny to just parade Jerry West as much as we can while he represents another organization. <laughs> I appreciate that. Jerry, um, Jerry West went to the finals nine times. Only won one championship. Yeah. And then won finals MVP in a losing year. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. If it were today, we would be skewering him. Yeah. Like, Nick Wright would be on TV being like, this guy can't play basketball. <laughs> he just doesn't know how to get over the finish line. I, like, yeah. I, you know, obviously he's, he's one of the greatest Lakers of all time. He, he is the guy who is most regularly left off of those lists. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. He is like the first guy not on a list of who's, your, who's the greatest Laker of all time. And the first guy left off of the list of who's the greatest player of all time Wilt Chamberlain. Yes. Yes. What? Consistently overlooked. <laughs> I think that's a gross error on the part of everyone. You know, I think that I think that part of it, and I actually think that this impacts uh-huh. Braun as well, uh-huh. is I think that people like naming someone that they can physically relate to more. Okay. So okay. the reason being is like, you know, uh, one of the reasons that I believe that Michael Jordan was so popular and mm-hmm. I believe that Kobe Bryant was so popular and Allen Iverson was so popular and that Steph Curry is so popular now mm-hmm. is that they physically look more like you and me. Okay. In terms of height and weight mm-hmm. and size and, and 
body composition and stuff, right? Like, obviously, I don't look like an NBA player. I'm not, you know, I, I would be short on the NBA, on an NBA roster, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not, like, jacked and an athlete. But what I mean to say is, like, they're not seven feet tall, mm-hmm. right? They don't, they, they don't use their physical presence to dominate. They were, they were skilled, right? Mm-hmm. And they had incredible skills that, that presumably as a child you could be like, if I practice hard enough, I can be like Mike. Yeah. Or I can practice and I can imitate Kobe, right? Or I mm-hmm. can look, how, look at AI. Like, I'm as tall as he is. I can learn that, right? Right. I think one of the problems with, with Wilt, with Shaq, and with LeBron, is that if you're a kid, you're like, well, unless I grew up to be 6'8 and 240, I can't play like LeBron. <laughs> yeah, and that's true. And it's but true. if I practice really hard, maybe I can shoot like Steph. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that I think that, that is very like active in people's subconscious when talking about the greatest players of all time. Yes. Is that they pick pick guys that they think they can like, you know, relate to in some small minor way yes and and it's interesting because greatest of all time uh is supposed to be all-encompassing but there are so many subheaders within that it's like who's the greatest one-on-one player of all time if there wasn't a team who do you want on who do you want and that's kobe bryant i would think but like if if you're taking everything into consideration and it's like yeah what you're born with is as important as what you gain then it's like okay now i understand the argument for somebody like a lebron but i also think that that way strengthens wilt Wilt chamberlain's yeah yeah like the dude scored 100 points in an nba game i mean i know that it was like his his stats are mind-boggling like there were seasons where he averaged like over 20 rebounds a game i believe in in 61 62 he had over 50 points per game yeah every game what? Like, what? I get that it was a different league and things were different. But in fairness, it, actually, this is, might even be a testament to him. Uh-huh. There's no three-point line. Yeah. So there was, there was no spacing. Yeah, right. It was just, it was just him barreling through people. <laughs> and, and, like, he doesn't look as strong as he was, like, just by a picture. Um, but, like, this is a guy that's out bench-pressing Arnold Schwarzenegger. They can pick him up with one arm. Yeah, and, and let's remember that, like, training then was not what it is now. Right. Right, like, these dudes would lift and then, like, go smoke a cigarette and then <laughs> hit up the club and, you know, hang out, drink, and he uh, has a reputation for... Uh, <laughs> yes, he does. Um, for <laughs> Being very prolific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will say that. Um so not a lot of sleep, probably, <laughs> but probably a decent amount of cigarettes, probably a decent amount of you know drinking, and he still did all this when everyone when the only option was to go at the basket. What well, we we should have we should have a full pot where we bring on some other people, some LeBron homers, some Kobe homers, and we just shoot it out. I would love that. That'd be fun. That'd be a good summertime pot. Wilt also chain. He was also like the first guy to really uh, flex his free agent prowess. Yeah, yeah. He 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 arguably was the person that set us on this path of LeBron. So LeBron. In, in terms of like being the first to kind of set into motion players picking their spot. Exactly, and and yeah. and yeah, having their own autonomy. Yeah, yeah. 
hey man, here's to here's to Wilt. He was a uh, a legend both in the sheets and in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay, going from going from uh, sheets to threads. Uh, le- oh, nice. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about uh, LeBron's recent uh, Instagram story stuff, just in case people did not see it, or if they saw it, just break it down. Yeah. So we saw some recent photos that LeBron posted on his uh, Insta story of him getting ready for some 2K, like <laughs> production shoots of some kind. Um, but it was him in the the gold jersey, head to toe, for the first time. It was quite a sight to be seen. It was it was pretty cool, and you can tell he's feeling it. Like he yeah. he put out a whole new line of I promise, uh, like bracelets, like the silicon bracelets mm-hmm. in Lakers colors. Cool, like in all the various Lakers because he wears them during the games. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got some like gym equipment now wherever he works out in LA that's purple and gold. Nice. Um, and he was he was at the uh, UCLA Health Training Center yesterday working out with the team, which was pretty cool. Yep. But, um, yeah, we saw him in the purple and gold. I guess, for, for what was your first reaction seeing LeBron in a Laker jersey? It was, it was hard because I thought it was an edit. I've seen so many <laughs> edits, man. I was like, wow, that's a really good edit. That's a great edit. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no, it's finally on him. No, it, it, was, it was weird. It's, it's going to take some getting used to it. And it was an amazing feeling to be like, wow, this actually happened. This is actually yeah. coming to fruition. And come October, he's going to be lining up on our side. Um, cool. Also, I, I was so he he was wearing new kicks, and I was like, wow, those are the first pair of LeBrons that I actually would buy. <laughs> turns out, <laughs> turns out they weren't LeBrons. No, they're Kobe's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're cool, man. They're cool. Yes. Yeah, so those are the the Kobe One Pro Tros. There's some. It's like PTS or something in there, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't really think this is cool, but Kobe and Nike are like trying to do this thing where they take retro gear mm. and refit it with like up to date shoe technology. Yeah. So it's a retro, but it's like pro, so they call it pro tro. <laughs> it's basically just like a, instead of just reissuing old shoes, they're yeah. remaking them to be better, right? Because yeah. I was I was actually talking to my friend Grant about this the other day. Mm. Um, if you watch guys who wear like old shoes in games, mm. they never wear them for the full game. Interesting. And it's because they're they, they we've gotten way better at making shoes for these players. Yeah, yeah. And so you'll see guys who wear some of the like the early Jordans, and they'll like swap them at halftime or mm. even like more regularly than that. So that that's the point of this is to make a modern shoe. Yeah. But that looks like the the retro one. Mm. The the colors that have been released prior to this mm. are like red and white there's a blue one mm. and there's a black one yeah i don't like i kind of like the black one but the other colors look kind of goofy yeah, I'm with you. these are sweet yeah so it actually took me a minute to figure out what they were because i hadn't liked the, the uh-huh. kobe one pro tros uh-huh. and for different reasons i was like whoa these are cool what are these yeah um but but what do you think about him wearing the kobe's he's he's playing it right man he knows he knows what he's doing yeah. And, and this is exactly what I want to see, and I'm, I'm sure that's what the Lakers organization wants to see and Kobe and everything. Um, and, like, it's cool, too, because, like, there's been such a media-fabricated rivalry between the two of them that I don't mm-hmm. think ever really existed. Like, I think that the truest version of the rivalry was the puppet <laughs> one. Like, I think that's pretty much as far as it really went. Yeah, well, they never played each other in a meaningful game yeah. ever yeah and that was one thing i mean lebron 
uh, that was like the thing he said to Kobe when he retired was he apologized to him. Mm. He said, I'm sorry that I was never able to make it to the finals. Yeah, because he should were there. He should have been there in that 2009, 2010. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's that's a lot of times where we sort of will delineate between greatest players, torches passing, right? The 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 classic one is the 91 Bulls Lakers. Mm-hmm. That was like the definitive, all right, Magic Johnson is no longer the best player in this league. Mm-hmm. It's Michael Jordan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, uh, well, a lot of people came to that conclusion between Kobe and Braun at some point, you know, in that stretch of years. Mm-hmm. There was never that moment where Kobe either got to say, not yet, yeah. it's still me, uh-huh. or where LeBron got to say, this is mine now. Yeah. So I think you're right. I don't think that there really is, like, a strong rivalry between them. No. And it was also, it was different, because Kobe didn't have any sort of, uh, not that Match Johnson did either, but, like, any sort of just, like, steady decline. He was playing some of the best basketball of his, of his career before he snapped his Achilles. Yeah, there was a pretty sudden decline post-Achilles. Yeah. I mean, yeah, which is understandable and something that, like, I think people should be more worried about with DeMarcus Cousins. I don't think that you should be able to write the the Warriors right into a championship just because everybody on their starting five is an all-star. Yeah, maybe they'll get exactly what they paid for this year. Yeah. Which is not much. Not much. Um, so you flagged to me <laughs> a couple hilarious comments by uh, our very own Josh Harden. <laughs> can you can you let the let the fans know what uh what fire Josh is spewing on uh, on this on the Soch right now? So I I was thinking about this over the night, and I think it's because he wasn't invited to this little pre-show get together. The, the workout the yesterday workout. with like Kuz and yeah. Ingram, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't there, and so all Hart is doing is like, well, I'm on social media, and he's just tearing into these guys in a really funny way. But like, so LeBron is wearing the uh, what's it called the like Nike Under Armour kind of thing underneath his uh, like the compression shorts. Yeah, like, but they're not even like shorts. They're like it's like a shirt kind of thing that hangs down really low. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it's kind of goofy. It's goofy. And so Jay Hart was like, "Why it looked like you got a skirt on to LeBron?" <laughs> to LeBron. <laughs> Which I think is so, so hilarious that like. I'm so glad that they were able to meet in Summer League. So this is not the first introduction to Josh Hart. (laughs) (laughs) But it's funny comparing that to LeBron's social media, which is just so safe. Oh, it's like me with kids opening a school, me with my wife and family, (laughs) me exercising, listening to music. A lot of listening to music. LeBron loves to to give people a soundtrack. Yeah. He He loves music. He loves he loves entertainment. That's why it's yes. a big reason why he's here. Um, and I, you know, I could see him being in some sort of studio capacity with somebody. Like not necessarily be like trying to do the uh, Damian Lillard Lonzo thing. And no, maybe like some production or something. Yeah, we should we should do that on another on another pod. We should talk about the projects that he's the Hollywood projects that he's working on because he's got a couple different shows in production right now. Yeah, quite a few. Quite a few. Uh, I'm actually uh, excited to see who uh, the better <laughs> uh, filmmaker will be between LeBron and Kobe. <laughs> That's I, the true rivalry. I don't listen. I'm gonna. I think we know already. 
It's not Kobe. <laughs> it's not Kobe. The, the guy that made Muse Cage is never going to be a great filmmaker. I don't care that he has the Academy <laughs> Award. Kobe's movies are weird. It's straight up weird. Like, I think I think that as a Kobe basketball fan, I have every right in the world to criticize his other endeavors. Mm-hmm. And uh, his filmmaking is pretty whack. Uh, he is about to start focusing more on children's uh, content, though. Oh, great. <laughs> that's, that's just what we need. Is this, like, maniacal, like... <laughs> Like, embrace the dark. <laughs> right, borderline Dude. sociopath. Like, preaching to our children about dark muse cages. Yeah, the only way to succeed is through blood. <laughs> to embrace the darkness. Uh, um, th- what were the... There was another heart yeah, comment. Another well, one. Was it on Coos? It was on Coos, uh, right? Okay, so Coos <laughs> posts a picture from that same uh, practice session. And uh, a heart is like, ah, yes, the classic pick with brawn. But just a subtle hint of Ron. I see you, kid, because LeBron's kind of like fuzzy in the background and he's right in the foreground. And Ingram just replies, damn, cuz. <laughs> he was active. He didn't have anything I, to do. I love it. I love it. Me too. Because this is this is who Josh Hart is. This is like the this is the character of this team, is that they're they you know, they Raz each other, they pick on each other a little bit, but it's in good fun. They do it back and forth. It's it's with maybe one exception, nothing too personal. <laughs> um, and I'm glad to see that that they don't think that LeBron's above that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that that was one of the worries I think that some people were having is are they gonna be scared of him? Like, are they gonna treat him like a teammate? Are are they gonna be able to say like if LeBron's not playing defense, can somebody talk to him after the game and be like, hey man, like I really need you to cover the switch. Yeah. Or, I mean, based on based on the physical state he's in from the photos yesterday, mm. I would be scared of him. <laughs> he's huge right now. He is huge right now. He looks like a monster. <laughs> he is. Getting ready for that post-life. Yeah, you know what? Actually, that's probably it. He's woken up. He looks he looks big. He probably he recognizes how much more of a post player he's going to be, so he's not going to have to be as much of a uh, lean uh, point guard. But he's still guard. super cut. That's no, the yeah, thing. He he didn't, he's not like he's not like like heavy. No, he just <laughs> he's, looks he's, like he's LeBron. Like he's one of the best athletes in the world. You, I feel like you could drop him into almost any sport, particularly any sport with contact. And he's going to... Uh, I, I'll give you one sport he would not be good at. Yeah. Jockey. <laughs> Jockey. Way too big. Wait. The horse would be way... He'd need a big-ass horse. <laughs> Could you imagine them lining up? He's got like a... Uh, what's it? Clydesdale? <laughs> you know what would be more funny? Would be the type of horse racing where you're in that little sled behind the horse. <laughs> yeah. Or even With the little whip. Or even LeBron bobsled. <laughs> like build a special wide enough bobsled. Or like like skeleton or luge. Because <laughs> he'd be his shoulders would get stuck in the luge t- tube. <laughs> um, he's too wide. He's too broad. He just gets stuck. I think I think something else uh, with the heart thing is with all of the interesting characters that we got in free agency, 
um, JaVale McGee, the Lonzo Ball, and now uh, Michael Beasley. I think we have Don't a, forget Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, bringing up Lance Stevenson. Let me find the quote. It's the, whole, the Beasley quote. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Uh, he, he just had a, uh interview with Bleacher Report, which is really good. Uh, I posted on Twitter. It was great. Um, if you go to twitter.com uh, slash Luke Walton Laker, you can find it. Um, and he's super honest. It's, it's really refreshing to see interviews that actually say anything. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, I saw that you posted it and I read it right away and was, uh, I really felt for the guy. Yeah. It was, it was emotional. It was honest. Uh, but it was also tough. It's just all these things that like you really want in a journeyman one year kind of deal. Like I think yeah. he's gonna play his ass off, and I think he could be here long term if he does. Uh, but here's the here's the thing I would like the most. You have high IQ teammates in LeBron and Rondo, among others. Are you excited to connect with them? Beasley. I love it. I love the game when everyone plays the right way. Not just LeBron and Rondo. We got Lonzo, who loves to get everybody involved. Lance. When he's focused, Lance is one of the best playmakers in the game. <laughs> so good. It's so Javale good. when he's getting enough oxygen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like that kind of stuff will keep them honest. Like, and that's what you were saying about Josh Hart, right? Exactly. It's like, exactly. Yeah. It's it's like it's the lighthearted younger player version of that, where it's like you're able to talk to your teammates as teammates rather than like oh he's a vet he's a scary person <laughs> he's lance yeah. steven no it's like no lance when he's focused is one of the best playmakers of the game so now like me thinking playing with beasley is probably going to make lance stevenson's assist numbers improve because he'll probably get called out if he's not yeah and beasley's actually a good shooter yeah he is or at least he he, he was he had he was last season mm-hmm. he was like 47 percent, i think from three something yeah. crazy like that and he's like a He's a real power forward. Like he can, he can take people on, um, like physicality wise. So like, yeah, I don't want him to pay, play a ton of minutes, but I think when he does play, I don't think, I don't think he's gonna be the train wreck that everyone thinks he's gonna no, be. No, and I think he's like he's probably gonna be playing be- bench unit minutes, and I I think that we're gonna have really favorable bench matchups because everybody's gonna have to load up their starting five to contend with LeBron on defense. Yeah, we we also don't have like. You could say we do, but like, like, our bench lineup would have been a playoff team like seven years ago. Yeah. They don't need to be a playoff team now. I'm not saying that our bench lineup as starters <laughs> right. could could be a playoff team, but what I mean to say by that is in the that East, <laughs> these guys at their best, these guys have all been very good. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, and that's that's exciting. Um. Was there anything else from the Beasley article that struck you that I think the the thing the thing that really hit me was him talking about moving. Yeah. Um and like I've I've had to move a lot recently and I'm thankfully kind of settled. Um but one of the things that I took away from it is that, you know, yes, these guys make a ton of money mm-hmm. and that does make certain things easier and it, you know, it, it definitely makes certain things in life easier, but even if you have movers and if if you're able to do it really comfortably mm-hmm. moving is really jarring yes right because it's, it's not just about actually physically putting your stuff in other places but it's about being comfortable in your home yeah right it's about like 
knowing where to take your clothes to get them cleaned or it's knowing about where you can get food or get gas or where the hospital is or mm -hmm. just those like little things that in the moment are stressful when you need something quickly and you don't just like immediately know, oh, because I've been here a while, I know that this is where I go for, for this. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to remember for, for these guys, you mm -hmm. know, and we've got a few of them on our team now that have bounced around the league yeah. for a couple seasons. Yeah. That just because they make a lot of money, like there's still people and it's really tough to, to, to have to move this much. And, and even, you know, for a guy like KCP who like, moved to jail for a couple months of last season, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's important to remember that these guys are not just basketball robots. No, exactly. And You and know, they have emotions, they're real people. And and you travel a lot, I travel a lot. Like, the having a soft place to land after traveling is really big. And, yeah, when you're like, where the hell am I? Like, what yeah. is this place? And I think that's why you Be Beasley said, he's like, for now, Atlanta is home. Yeah. And I'll, I'll move to L.A. for, for the season, mm -hmm. but my, my plan will then be to come home to Atlanta. And I actually think that that's really smart. Yeah. I think that that's a good way. Um, it's unfortunate, but I think that's a good way for some of these guys to feel centered, mm -hmm. you know, is, is to have, and I think a lot of these guys do that, but to have a, a home base somewhere mm -hmm. and then say, and, you know, hey, I'm traveling for work for the next few months, mm -hmm. and then I'll come home to my home base. Yeah. I think that's a healthy way to take it. Totally. Until he gets the Was there anything else that struck you from that article? Um, I really appreciated what he was saying about Lonzo. I thought that was really cool. Um, it, it's so funny hearing the media talk about Lonzo and then actual NBA players talk about Lonzo. He, yeah, he, he's, it's night and day. He said, I don't understand how Lonzo gets so much criticism averaging almost 11 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, a steal, and a block a game. Granted, his percentages are low, but you all think Russell Westbrook can shoot, and he's got the same <laughs> three-point percentage. I love the Russell Westbrook shade. <laughs> He's like two years ago, Malcolm Brogdon won Rookie of the Year with ten points, three rebounds a game. But now Alonzo is eleven seven seven, and he's a bust. I like just like good stuff, good stuff. And he 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 also complimented uh, uh, Kuz and Hart. Um, so like the players in the league understand that our talent in the like young core is real, um, and uh, it's cool. It's cool to see that yeah. that actually. Uh, on on paper, yeah. And speaking of the Lonzo love, there was another uh, report. Uh, Rondo spoke with someone at TMZ, mm. and he said, "Quote: uh, Whatever they ask me, you know, my main objective is to win. I'm ready to help develop Lonzo, develop Lonzo as much as possible. If I'm not starting and he's starting, he's going to be ready to go and ready for anybody that comes his way, and we'll be ready to roll." So I. I don't love that he still couched it in if Lonzo uh, is starting. Yeah. That was my one little red flag of this. But I appreciate that at least going into the season, we don't have a Mello situation. Yes. Where Mello was like, someone asked him, are you are you coming off the bench? And he like turned to his friend off camera and was like, we coming off the bench this year? Nah. And just like started laughing about it. For, with the Rockets? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, he thinks he's starting. He 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 is carrying on that he will start on this team. I hope he does. Uh, yeah, me too. Wow. Me too. Oh, I got So so like I'm just happy that we don't have that, right? Mm -hmm. I'm ha like it, it is fine for Rondo to say, "Hey, look, we got to compete during training camp and preseason." 
and I'm not going to make it easy for him to win the starting role. That's fair. That that is fine. That type of like competitive language is fine, as long as then the follow-up is what it was, which is, but if he starts, mm-hmm. I'm going to be there to support him. I'm going to be there to help him, to help him develop. Yes. I'll make sure he's ready. Yes. I think that's fair. Me too. Fair. Excited for those cross-court passes. Oh, seriously. I think we might set a record for like most football passes in a NBA season. They're so crazy looking. They're so hard to pull off. I don't know the dimensions of a basketball court, but it's like pretty far to throw a big basketball. Dimensions. <laughs> this is why I don't identify with Will Chamberlain. Because <laughs> I think it's difficult to throw a basketball across a basketball court. It's 94 by 50 feet. Yeah, 94 feet. That's pretty far. That is far. For basketball? Yeah. I can throw a football that far, no problem. <laughs> yeah, me too. But basketball's a little, it's a little bigger. It's a little less aerodynamic. <laughs> no, they're, they're kind of heavy, especially, yeah. especially NBA balls. Yeah. And um, you have to throw it above a bunch of seven-footers. Yeah, your hands are a little are sweaty. I get it. <laughs> Only get one Hopefully we don't have a deflate gate situation on our hands this year. Someone <laughs> at the Lakers was deflating balls so that they'd be easier to catch on football passes from from Lonzo. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Whatever it takes. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I mean, I think that's I think that's a good place to leave it. Uh, once again, our next episode, and uh, maybe our next next episode is going to be a mailbag pod. Maybe next, next, next. So please submit your questions by tweeting at me at Luke Walton Laker or commenting on our Instagram page at Luke Walton Talks Lakers with the hashtag Luke Walton Talks Lakers. Or you can respond to our requests for questions in our daily Instagram story or leave us a uh, review on iTunes or something like that. And you can throw a question in there. Uh, I want to thank all of our followers and invite you to please subscribe to the pod if you're not already on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many others. And uh, please follow us on social media and not in the real world. Uh, www.LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com Luke, dust off your jersey. We're hitting up Chang's. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll wear my Kobe 8. I can't eat that much, though. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Take care, Jacob. See you.